Welcome to another podcast. What's good, family? How y'all doing? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's good to be back, y'all. Okay, so this is super fun because this is our first podcast since the pandemic. We decided to launch our podcast in February this year, which was kind of interesting. And we had like a, like a load of guests and a load of content to put out. And we haven't actually been able to get together and record. And so this is like very new for us. We're all live streaming right now together with our new gear that we can like chat with each other. So, you know, the crazy thing was when the pandemic started, let's talk like March. We were like, we were supposed to record in like mid May. Yeah. We're like, oh, it'll definitely be over by then. We'll definitely be able to get together and record. And now it's December and the pandemic still has not ended and has gotten a lot worse. Yeah. And there's like kind of no sight of it too. And so we, I guess this is our moment to be like, you know what? We're capable beings. We can still do this. And so here we are. Definitely using technology to our advantage, man. Like, I guess that's a beautiful thing. And the thing that people have noticed during the pandemic is how technology can keep you connected. And, you know, it's the platform that we have to deal with. Fun opportunity for us to try something new. Because every time we podcast, you guys live in Baltimore. I live in Boulder. So like we are together and then we usually live stream our guests. And now we just get to live stream each other. So I'm kind of sick. You guys look fucking sexy behind those mics too. They got these like beautiful mics with this blue LED light behind them. I think that uh, with my uh, magical voice, I need to be talking to them on the like the love hour on a radio station. Yeah. Love train. Ivan Smith. Davey, you must really be getting lonely out there in Boulder talking about how sexy we look right now, man. Honestly, I am lonely. <laughs> Y'all hear that, ladies? He's he's lonely right now. He needs some love. No, I want friendship. I want to see my friends. I want to go hang out. I do feel alone. I'm sure we all do at some point. Like, how do you guys feel? What's going on with you guys? I'm like a Sith. I don't feel, you know, once you do, you turn to the... Uh, no, I'm just joking. I mean, honestly, I've been staying in a certain bubble, so I have been seeing certain people like Ali, my parents, and a couple other folks. So, you know, I haven't been going stir crazy in the house, but, you know, it, it, it does suck not being able to see everybody as much as I like to. I love going out dancing because uh, I am Holistic Life Foundation's dance champion, and I haven't been able to defend my belt lately. But, yeah, it, it kind of sucks, but... You know, it's life is full of uh, adjustments and, you know, you have to adapt to survive. I definitely have a, a bubble that's uh, that's been keeping me connected and keeping me entertained. Like I and my parents, I have a girlfriend now and I have a dog and she has a dog, too. So you got a dog, you know, got some animals in the bubble. Yeah, I got a dog during quarantine, too, man. You got two kids, two dogs and a girl. You know what I mean? And a partridge in a pear tree, man. Nice. What about you, Andy? I mean, I've been good at similar to the fellas, you know, small group of people that you hang out and see. Really, the only people I really hang out with is my mom and my step pops. I don't really see a lot of people like in person like that. Maybe wonky sometimes, but I enjoy it. There hasn't been a lot of time in my life where I've had just strict alone time. This is one of the first times I've ever lived by myself, ever had all this alone time. And I even remember like joking around with Uncle Will all the time about wouldn't it be nice to just go into a cave and just be, just be out, you know, and not have to worry about people and just be, and it's not a cave, it's my house, but it's, it's very similar to that. And I, I just been taking advantage of, you know, having that, that me time and just chilling out and, and still staying in contact with people. I mean, there's still, like Atma was saying, so many different platforms with technology where you can, you know, you have your text groups, you have video games where you can talk to people and play with them and hang out these zoom chats and all that type of stuff. So 
I, I've been enjoying it for real, for real. I don't have that same, like, I've been a, alone, but I don't feel lonely. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I like it. We didn't, like, we weren't seeing our parents. We weren't seeing anybody else. Like, and I enjoyed my alone time. Like, I enjoyed it like shit, man. It was like, I like, feel like my best friends at that point were like, got a bird feeder and the squirrels that came to my bird feeder. Like, I was enjoying the hell out of it, man. It was just like, everything was so slow. Every, like, everything had slowed down to like a crawl. So it's like I had time to experiment with new recipes. Me and my boys would go on these long walks. And yeah, like the squirrels and the birds. Like I started identifying every single bird that came to my bird feeder. It was nice. I enjoyed the change of pace, like getting my bubble to where it is right now. Like, I mean, it doesn't suck. Like I remember me and Atmore talking the other day about how um, there are a lot of people dying. There's a lot of people sick. There's a lot of bad things going on in the world. Like people are losing their jobs. Food insecurity is becoming a huge issue in the United States. I saw something on the news that it said by the end of the year, at least 50 million people in the United States are going to have to do with food. On CNN, I saw this, that 50 million people were going to have to deal with food insecurity issues. So there's all this wild shit going on just in the United States. But like personally, taking advantage of the time that I've been given during quarantine. Shit, I lost almost 70 pounds during quarantine. Got a dog. Got a new couple new hobbies hang with my girlfriend, learn, like, there's there's a lot of stuff where, like, it started off very slow, and then using the time to actually be productive and learn some things and do some things that I wouldn't have had time to do with without the slowdown. And I think when Andy was talking about being by himself, I think it's it's a good thing that, like, I think it's, it takes a certain amount of, like, mental toughness and a certain amount of uh, self-love, both, to be able to be by yourself, because most people can't handle that shit. Like, most people go to pieces when they get stuck by themselves and their thoughts. And their thoughts just eat them alive. And because you, you got to be tough to one, go inside and actually take a look at what's going on inside of you. And you're forced to do that when you are by yourself for long periods of time. And you also have to love yourself enough to know that, like, those thoughts that are coming are just thoughts, like the thoughts that come through your mind. Like, fuck it. Like, you don't have to own them. You don't have to identify with them. But most people do identify with their thoughts. They identify with their emotions. But it's like you have to have those two things to really be able to deal with yourself. And, a lot of people out there stuck dealing with themselves and they don't have those two skills. And I think that's why there's so many people who are depressed. It's really, I feel like that's why the suicide numbers are going up because people don't have those skills. Like it's something that, that you have to learn and be taught. It's not something that comes inherently. I mean, maybe it is something that's intrinsic in every human being, but I think it's something you lose over time dealing in this world. So I think you have to relearn it to be able to deal with yourself. I think the yoga, mindfulness, contemplative practices strengthen you mentally physically and spiritually emotionally and all that stuff but i think it makes you thrive in times like this like andy was saying it's like you're in your cave you if you have enough practices and tools in your toolbox you can really go into like a whole deep dive into self-exploration and i know like you know with all the books that we have man i really didn't have the time to really dive into all the experiments that i wanted to and you know when my mind does kind of go astray our, our teacher taught us mantras that can draw you back to center or invoke a certain energy inside of you that will make you get off your mind whatever is taking you to shitsville you know what i mean so like i think that you know most yogis that are into their practice really are thriving in this time even though you know it's a lot of like ali was saying despair there is a lot of hopelessness there is a lot of sickness and death and but you know, if you can, I guess, navigate your mind in seeing the reality of what's going on in the world, you can 
thrive, uh, you know, mentally, physically, and spiritually if you have enough tools to do so. Totally. And it's weird too, because I consider myself a professional loner. I feel like very good being alone and I have a lot of activities that I can do. I got a lot of like things in my toolbox, you can say, but lately it has been digging into me, just not being able to see friends and not being able to like go out. It's the longevity of not seeing people. Cause I would, you know, I would be alone a lot of the time and I was really cool with it, but then I would have opportunities to go out. So it's a little bit different now. It's cause it's like, you're a little bit more conscious about who you're hanging out with, who they've hung out with. And it's very interesting how we all go about it. So like in our topic today is the importance of checking in during these times. And so not just checking in with family and friends and people around you in your community, but checking in with yourself is what we wanted to start with. And, you know, you guys have pretty much said some of the things of some of the practices that you've done, you've learned some new skills. And, and I think that was like very important to keep your mind and your body and your like emotions active and keep moving towards something, you know, not just like throwing your hands in the wind and being like, fuck this, you know, like, I'm just going to like lay here and just wait till it's over. Cause once it's over, then what, you know, like, what have you done with your time? And, and that's one of the things I keep asking myself, you know? And so it's like, I'm always trying to like find new things to get into or dive deeper into the things that I've already done. And I went from like not DJing at all to like doing 15 live streams, you know? So I've gotten like pretty good at live streaming, which is like super fun and very different engagement with people. But like, seems like a lot of other people are like getting dogs and going on walks and like enjoying the outdoors in social distancing moments. And then we're also, you know, learning how to cook newer things. And that was one of my things was trying to like open up what I like to cook, you know, and see what we can work with there. And was there any sort of like contemplative practices that you guys started new? Did you guys do anything new or did you just keep doing the things that you've already had going on? I mean, I know there's this one book that I basically got Ali and Dan myself into yoga back in the day, uh, The Survival Kit by Yogi Bhajan. And there are so many different meditations in there that I've always wanted to try. And during this time, you know, I've looked in the book, read it over and over again. And uh, they talked about the gray period that was coming towards humanity. And there were certain practices that they recommended that you do. And uh, one of the practices that I started experimenting with was uh, meditation for atomic radiation. You know, they don't really know what's going on with COVID, what's causing it. Uh, you know, we got 5G going on. So, you know, there's all different types of things going on right now. And this practice is all about building your aura to be a, a certain thickness. So certain things can't come inside of you. And, you know, I've definitely been practicing that every single day. And, you know, I, I definitely feel a certain vibration after I feel it. I mean, after I do the practice. So, I mean, I know that's one that I've, I've really loved doing. And then just to touch back on something that you were saying, as far as your virtual DJing, that's one thing that I've really appreciated during this quarantine time is you and Jazzy Jeff and so many other DJs. Straight like music festivals happening online. Yeah, man. And and you all are one of the one of the reasons why some of us get out of that, I guess, that gray period, that darkness in our own lives, because you all not only spinning the records that are 
you know, invoking uh, a certain energy in us, but y'all giving that energy off yourselves. You know what I mean? So, you know, I think y'all are one of the main things that have been getting a lot of people through this uh, dark period in humanity. Yeah, just like music in general. So here's a question for you, Otman. How thick did you get? <laughs> you say you're talking about like spiritual thickness. Like, what's up? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, they say that uh, you can get some type of device to measure your your aura or something like that. I think it's um, a EMF detector, right? Electromagnetic magnetic field detector. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have. I don't own one of those, so I haven't really measured it. But, you know, every time I do finish the practice, my hands are like vibrating and it's a beautiful practice. And the way that they say that when you say the mantra and that you're supposed to say when you're doing it, that your tongue, because you're supposed to say it out loud, it uh, hits your upper palate and does something with your uh, prefrontal lobe in your brain where, you know, I feel that shit, too. You know what I mean? Like it's our teacher said, you know, you have to be a scientist with this shit. And I was like, man, let me see if this shit works, you know, and. I don't know if it works or not because I don't have that device, but, you know, I definitely am not going to stop doing it because everything that Yogi Bhajan has ever, the information that he's ever given us uh, through our teacher has been on point. So I'm not going to stop doing it. So one thing that was interesting to me is like I've had moments trying to meditate and it just felt super difficult. It just didn't feel right to like, oh, calm your mind. It's like, what do you mean I'm trying to calm my mind during a pandemic? Like, shit's kind of real right now, you know? And it was weird because one of our conversations with Bessel Vanderkalk was about trauma being stored in the body and not necessarily saying we have trauma, but we're, I mean, get I in some sort of way, we're having a societal trauma right now and we're all in it together and meditating to try and like calm yourself down during this moment isn't easy and so I've found that like more movement practices would help me settle my mind. And, you know, that's what he talks about is like trauma in the body. And it's like, you know, we're having trauma on like a community level. You know, we're all being subjected to this thing. We're all having like these new rules and regulations and things we need to be conscious and thinking about. And sometimes it's hard to just sit there and be like, I am one with peace. And it's like, well, fuck, dude. Like, it's just going down. Like... <laughs> I need to move around a bit. <laughs> and I just looked on Amazon. You can get an EMF detector for like 140 bucks, like a real good one. So throwing Thank it out my, there. Thank you for my holiday gift, Ali. I got you. Hey, and David, like what you were just saying, man, there are so many different forms of meditation where, you know, it's not, you know, meditation isn't always just about tapping into that inner peace. Like I was saying that we have the, I'll send you, or Andy has it electronic or a copy that he has online that he could send you. But Sometimes just sitting in that peace can cause more chaos. Like that's why, you know, a lot of the practices where you're not guided in a specific way will bring more trauma than, you know, it will attain peace. And the physical practice, like you were saying, is great to kind of uh, release the trauma that's stored in the body. But then you go into breathing practices to kind of still your mind so you can actually get a benefit out of the meditation. There are certain meditations where you're, just not trying to attain that inner peace where you are trying to attain a certain goal, like the meditation I was just talking about, like having your hands in a mudra is difficult to do. So you're you're holding that, you're paying attention to that. And then you're saying a mantra, which is, you know, uh, divine vibration, Sanskrit words. So it's like your mind is totally on something else where you're not allowing it to run astray. You know what I mean? So 
I think that just sitting in silence is cool. But if you have a certain goal that you're running towards in that meditation, it kind of uh, brings about that inner peace after the practice uh, rather than just sitting there and just, you know, letting your mind wander while you're in that stillness. Yeah. And I love that defining of meditation is many things. And especially when, you know, you are holding mudras and you are saying something because you are keeping active. And I think when you sit there trying to not be active and trying to clear out your mind, that's when the activity kind of kicks in. And so if you were able to replace what your mind would naturally do and wander off with a task that is a vibrational healing task, then there is a lot of potency for feeling at peace, but not, you're not like trying to be, well, I mean, I guess you are trying to be peaceful, but you're like, you're doing an activity that ends up feeling like peaceful at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I I feel, I agree. I feel like it, I don't think you should be forcing yourself to meditate if it's not feeling right. You know what I mean? You know, like if you're like, if you're like, ah, I'm just, I'm trying and it's, well, just not, I don't know. And again, and that all goes with, you know, what is the trying, you know, what are your expectations in the meditation? What are you trying, you know, are you trying to get something out of it? Are you trying to achieve all, and all those factors come into, but I know for me, I wouldn't say I've been doing anything more. I wouldn't say I'm doing anything different. I would say if anything, I'm just kind of like refining everything, you know? Nice. Yeah. Sometimes when I talk about all this stuff, I just feel so weird because, you know, going back to what everyone's saying, there's so many people struggling. There's so many people dying. There's all this negativity. You know, so many people are really just stressed out and frustrated and overwhelmed. And there's just so, like, it's just so good. I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, it really is good. Like, I, I don't have any issues with this. And so thankful and grateful to have things to do all the time. Some people are like, I don't have anything to do. And I mean, we have two bu- multiple businesses that we're running. Con- I'm constantly working. And then when I'm not working, I'm taking on classes. I'm studying new things. I still have my music. I still like to go outside and, and exercise and play video games and draw more and cook more. And, you know, there's so many things going on. Like, there's never a point in my day where I'm like, man, this really sucks. I don't have anything to do. I, I always have something. Like, I might have too much to do, especially with work stuff. You know what I mean? So... I think if anything, for me, I just find I've been finding those things that I've always wanted that I've been doing kind of that I felt like maybe I didn't have as much time to do before. Now I'm really holding into them and really like I can really do this more because, I mean, Ali Atman and I with Holistic Life Foundation, that's a that's a large workload that we have. And we've been able to remove ourselves more from some of that administrative means, but then all we do is add another company with the involution group. So now we're back on adding with that a little, you know, that's two whole companies that are rocking and rolling and doing great. So we have all that. And then you still have all the personal stuff you want to do in your life as well. And I, I think that it's just so interesting because I talk to some people who are just like, they just want to do stuff. You know, imagine people who, who can't work right now. I have friends who they don't have a job and they're like, all I want to do is go back to work. You know, like that's what my life is, is work. Like, and I'm like, man, I, I'd like a few weeks off, <laughs> you, know, or, you know? So it's like, it's just, you know, we're all in different scenarios and situations, you know, depending on what's going on in our lives and what's facing us. And just in terms of contemplative stuff, I still think I'm just doing the same old stuff. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I haven't really been like ramped it up super duper because if anything, I just, I'm fine tuning everything. You know what I mean? I, I fine tune. If anything, I'm doing more of the other stuff more exercising, more music, more art, 
more taking care of my my body type things. You know what I mean? And I, I think that for me was one of the coolest things when it first started was when the gyms were all closed down was being outside so much and always running in the park. And that for me was one of my most meditative points of the day. You know, I just sit, I just jog and I'm looking at the trees and the leaves and other people jogging and that same path and the dogs and the animals, just, just being in fresh air, you know, especially living in the city, it kind of, it can get like, I don't know, you can feel kind of like you're trapped almost if you're staying in your house all the time. I was talking to somebody the other day and I thought it was so crazy how when we were little kids, like you would get yelled at for, at least I remember, um, that might be dating myself. And I don't know if this is how it is with you, David, but I'm sure Ali and Ali can relate to your little kids, like your parents like, hey, that's too much TV time. Like get off your screens, go outside, right? And now you can't go outside and it's like, get on your screens to do everything. It's like the world has completely flip-flopped in terms of like, it was before it was like a limit to screen time. And now it's like, no, you have to be on the screen for the next eight hours doing all this crazy stuff. So it's just wild the way the world's changed, you know, but. It's super dope that you're thriving and you're like doing really well. And, you know, to speak on this part where you're talking about your friends just wanting to go back to work, I think what it is too, because I want to do the same thing. Like a lot of my workload has like vanished. And what I'm noticing is, I'm keeping busy in different other projects, but at the same time, it's like there's a lot of meaningfulness in showing up to work, having a commitment to something. And I'm noticing like when you can't find another job, when you can't go out and like do your normal things, it's like your meaning, the meaning of something that you had is like gone. And so people don't want to go back to work. Fuck work. You know, like maybe they do their meaning, right? They want their purpose yeah. in life, right? They want to, they want to be able to grasp that. And, and some of them without their job, I think I, I agree with you so much. It's like, it's not there anymore. It gave them meaning and like earning a paycheck is like meaningful. Cause then you can support yourself. And I think if you can't, if you're needing assistance, we're working through it like day by day. But as we work through it, it's really chipping away at my soul a bit. And it's just like, it's not that I like want to go back to work. Cause I, I do a lot of things I love, but it's just like, Where's the purpose? Where's the meaningfulness? And it's and it feels like it um, has mildly dissolved a bit because it's harder to like go out there and just like do the things you would normally do. You know, like we almost can't go see each other because flying's a little bit risky. You know, I'm showing up to your community and it, exposure and like who's hanging out with who and it's, it's this moment where we contain it to this and not more in person activity like we normally would do, but it's a discovering a meaning. It's like once you feel like you don't have a purpose or a meaning, it's, it's the hopelessness really kicks in. That's where like the contemplative motivations come in to try and, um, to battle these, these are feelings and they'll come and go, but we want to, if we're going to have like these feelings, we want to be able to write them correctly, know what we feel, know what we think, and then work through it. I think there's a lot of our listeners out there who probably are suffering in similar ways than you. Uh, some are suffering in different ways and some are suffering a lot worse than you are. It might be good if each of us could give them something that we, they can like something tangible that they can do to kind of ease that suffering during a time where they have to be alone. I mean, we, we all have our own practice. We all have things going on in our lives. I think we could probably share with our listeners that could help them out a lot through this. Yeah. Do you have something in mind that you want to share? No, I'm just throwing a question out there. I wasn't going to go first. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll say what I've noticed is the thing that really gets me going is 
like a lot of physical activity. So I've been, I've been trying to work out a little bit more. I'm actually like physically in the best health I've ever been in. But I would say my mental state is a little like on the other end. But the thing that makes me super stoked is music. It always has been and it always will. And the thing is, is sometimes I forget that. And especially during these times, music has really pulled me through, whether it be playing, writing, or listening to music. And it's something that most people can do, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on a computer, whether it's like on a record, like whatever, tape player, a track, whatever you got. But it's not really a meditation. It's more of like a um, something to use to make you feel good. And if you're making yourself feel good, I think that's a good start. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you to like sit down and like breathe through your nose and mouth and then count to ten and like I'm gonna be like listen to music that you enjoy because it really promotes healthy things within you. I want to add to that, and I, and I, I maybe think of another one too after Ali and I'm gonna go. But it was the one that I was thinking of, and then you said music, and then mine's music related. But I think it's kind of cheating because I'm piggybacking on you. You know what I mean? So to add to him. What I would say is, so find that music, whatever it is, or even that song that you really like listening to, blast that thing in your house and dance to it. I've been doing a lot more dancing. It's usually when I'm cooking, but when I'm cooking, I'm, I'm, I have my music playing. I, I get the music rocking through the house and I'm dancing. I've probably danced more by myself in this last like period than I've ever had in my life. Like just around my house, dancing around, shaking, just feeling good. I think that's something that always pumps my spirits up and it might be something that people will be able to do. So I see you're uh, trying to practice to take my HLF dance title, Andy. Watch yourself, man. No, no, no. Back. no I, just I, practice it. I ain't got, I, I ain't got no, I ain't got no skin in that game at all. I'm not, I don't, I don't step, I'm not stepping to the master. Not at all. Not at all. Don't lie, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Padawan. Something I think everybody has access to because like, you know, like some people live in places where they can't go outside you know what I mean? Like it might not be possible. You might live in, you might live in a neighborhood you don't feel safe in. You might live somewhere where it's really cold. Uh, you might live somewhere where there's a lot of people outside. You don't really want to be around people during COVID. Some people might not have access to Apple Music. You know what I mean? Like there's like people's resources determine what they have to go through. I think a lot of um, what's going on during COVID is very um, and there's a lot of like class bias. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of like People saying like, oh, we'll stay home and do this or stay home and do that. But when you live in a big ass house and you got a big ass yard and you've got like all these resources in your home, it makes staying at home a lot easier. But if you live in a tiny place, you you live in a crowded home and you don't have a lot of resources, it makes staying home a lot harder. And there's a lot of people that particularly a lot of the kids that we work with uh, where their home is very traumatizing. So they don't want to be at home. So the, being at home does a lot of damage. Uh, so. I think something that, that everybody has access to that people can do is like, like books can be a great escape. I know there's been times in my life where I read a book and it's taken me to another place. You might not physically have the money to go buy a book or like have one. I mean, I mean, no people don't go to bookstores anymore. Everybody gets them on Amazon, but you might not have the money to order a book on Amazon, but you can find PDFs of good books, actually fantastic books online, like just places you can go to listen to books online for free. So I think like just something to occupy your mind in a positive way or something that entertains you. Like it doesn't even like I don't really read a lot of fiction. Most of the books I read are nonfiction because I want to learn about stuff. But there's some beautiful stories out there. Like there's some great stories that can take you to another place, another world, another time. 
And I think that people should be taking advantage of the the resources that are out there because back when we were kids, like if we were, if we had COVID, like if there was COVID around when we were kids, we'd have been screwed. Like we would have had to go to the libraries, which are probably closed right now. People don't want to go to the library to get books. The internet, there was no internet in our homes at that point. Like my sons can play on, play video games online with their friends and connect with their friends. Like we had like Atari, like there was no playing online with Atari, like Atari, like one, you know I mean? Atari had one button. Like you, we would get bored of those games. Like our life was back then. Ali, we had in television, you know, we had in television. We had like, we had like 12 buttons on our, on our joystick. But like, if you think about it back then, your video games were only for when it was raining. You weren't spending your day playing video games. Like now kids are plugged into kids are plugged in because the games look a lot cooler. I mean, there's a lot more of them. and There's more access to them. Yeah, I just think it's um, you yeah, just use the resources that you have. Like most people have a phone, they do have a lot of people have Wi-Fi, but I think getting a book that can take you to another place and find something that makes you happy, like books that everybody likes, different types of books, like different types of books speak to different types of people. But there's tons and tons and tons of books out there. There's tons of different types of authors. There's tons of subjects. If there's a topic you want to learn about, whether it's history, whether it's science whether it's just you want to go on a journey and it's like a sci-fi book. You want to learn about somebody in history. Like just, I feel like that's a good way to occupy your mind. You can learn something, you can be entertained and it's a good resource, a free resource for everyone. Yeah. I mean, we've spoken with a lot of, a lot of our guests have written some pretty awesome books, you know, Yeah. you want to learn about love, get a, get some Sharon Salzberg in you, you know? I mean, Ali and Andy were saying like, it's all about using, uh, what you have around you, like Andy was talking about music, Ali was talking about, you know, using the internet potentially to read some PDFs, push-ups and sit-ups, man, like get yourself in better shape. Start off with like one push-up a day, two push-ups a day, three push-ups a day and just build it up. And, you know, it may just be a, a small, tiny escape from, you know, what you're doing, but, you know, uh, having your uh, physical vehicle in shape is really important in these days and times because, you know, it helps you battle diseases and whatever other negative things are coming your way that much easier. That's the only recommendation I have, honestly, is besides like, you know, Ali was talking about sci-fi books. My go-to is uh, comic books, honestly. Um, that is like such a great release or escape for me. Uh, you know, reading some good Avengers books, some good X-Men books. And I love uh, reading about people who selflessly give themselves to save others. And, you know, life isn't all about being that savior person, but it's pretty fucking dope reading about Thor and fucking Black Panther and, you know, all those people that selflessly give themselves to their people. You know what I mean? And besides push-ups and sit-ups, that's one of my great escapes is comic books. I think something else that people aren't taking advantage of is actually just sitting down and really having a conversation with someone like you can be socially distant. Yeah. You can be six feet away from somebody and have a conversation with them. But I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't do. Like people don't have like honest, heartfelt conversations or they don't actually talk to someone. And then when they do, they're not actually listening, but like having a real, like authentic conversation about something deep, like there's actually time for that now. Like you can actually do that with people. So like, whether it's socially distanced, you're sitting outside at a park, you see someone interesting and it's like you're six feet away from each other rapping. You can even leave your mask on, but like you can talk to someone. But I think that's something that people aren't taking advantage of. Like you don't 
have to be out. Like, I feel like most conversations that people have are out at bars. You know what I mean? You get drunk, you meet someone, you start to talk to them. But like, there's not a lot of like, how many sober conversations have you had with a stranger? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's it's good opportunity to be able to go. And even if it's not a stranger, like, how many conversations do you have with people that you love? Really deep conversations. Like, the, I feel like these opportunities are there. And it's an opportunity for you to learn about those people in your life. Like, what makes them tick? What drives them? Like, what's going on deep down in their heart and soul and in their mind? And also just to listen. I mean, like, you you learn a lot from the people around you. And they know a lot about you because they love you and they've been around you so for so many years. So I think those conversations that are, are things that can keep people entertained and keep people on like focused and keep people's minds out of going into the darkness. I didn't really even know that people had conversations when they weren't plastered, Ali. Thank you for yeah, that's a thing, me. I guess. You know what I mean? Like for real. Like, like when was the last time you talked to a random person? That's Never. what I'm saying. Like listeners out there, like when was the, think about the last time that you actually talked to someone, a stranger, and you weren't drunk or at a bar. Like that's a very very I don't uncommon drink thing. And I don't go to bars, so it's it's kind of like I don't know. I I smoke weed, but like I don't advocate for anybody else to. But you know, I, that's my choice. I don't know. Like a blow, like, like a blow, blow. Yeah, I um. I mean, I'll talk to people. I ain't afraid. I might not be the best example. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's about a fear thing. I think it's just about a um, when you've had a couple of drinks. We're pretty deep dudes. I mean, we're the type of guys that are like, what really interests you? You know, we have a contemplative edge. So I, I would think some of our approaches and conversations are actually willing to hear, willing to listen, engaging, asking really thoughtful questions. All right. So pre-COVID, when was the last time you talked to a stranger? Pre? Probably Pre-COVID. Like, like they- I don't know. Like. I didn't write it down in my book. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty fucking social dude, yo. Like I talk to yeah. it like I talk to random like security guards. I'll talk to the homeless people that are, you know, standing outside of uh CVP. You know what I mean? CVP, like I have that means drink, CVP that means drinks though. I I may be going to CVP. Before I may be going it. into the liquor store to buy some beer, but before I drink, there's somebody out there asking me for uh, money and I talk to them or when I'm driving around, it may be one of the squeegee boys and I'll talk to them. You know what I mean? It may not be a meaningful conversation, but you know, I, I try to talk to as many people as possible, tell them, have a nice day, try to uplift them. Like that's one of the things that I think that I'm here for is to communicate with people and to uh, just let them know that somebody actually cares about them and somebody wants to hear what they have to say. So many people are so in conversations, they're not really listening to what people are saying. That's a, the dope thing that we learn about, you know, mindful listening and actively listening and mirroring and stuff like that, where, you know, you, you're not really looking to, you're actually listening to somebody and you're not just looking to get across your point. And that's where a lot of people are, is they're having conversations with people where they're not really conversing with them they're just waiting for their turn to input what what they have to say and once you say a story they want to say something about how that story uh has to do with them you know what i mean instead of actually listening and then responding so i'm with you like i like i'm not talking about like a short convert like a short hey what's up how you doing Da-da-da-da, a few minutes on the way in and out of a store but like i mean maybe this is just me i don't know but i feel like at the bar 
you might bump into someone that you don't know and you end up having like a half an hour conversation with them or a 20 minute conversation with them. Not just a, like, not just a quick check-in, you know what I mean? But like a legit long ass conversation where some deep shit comes up because both of you had a couple drinks and it's just like, you know what I mean? Like the, the conversation flows. You, you remember that day that I told you about that girl that, or the woman that I talked to in my neighborhood who told me I couldn't teach her shit because I'm a man. That was a random conversation. That was an individual I didn't know. I was not drunk. And, you know, I definitely listened to what she had to say. She ain't listened to shit that I had to say. But it was a long conversation with the individual that I didn't know. Um, So, yeah, I do that shit. I do that. I did, Beretta did that shit. I mean, I, I think like da- David had said, you know, when you touched on it, David, I think you said that, you know, like, hey, you know, you know, the guys that on the podcast here that most of us are, you know, pretty spiritual guys. I think a lot of us, we have the ability to be extroverts when we want to, social butterflies if we want to, charismatic if we'd like to. When we, we see people like I'm saying, you know, like it, it's he's the type of guy like, hey, how you doing? Having a good day? Da-da-da. And, he, and he starts a conversation, you know. I see what Ali's saying. I, I would, if it was like gun to my head or or like I had to, you know, put my paycheck down, my next paycheck down on, do I think the majority of people do not have those type of conversations? I would say yes. The majority of people do not have those type of deep conversations with people that they don't know. I don't, I would say in general, I don't even know if, you know, it's definitely less when you're intoxicated for sure. You know what I mean? I mean, less than when you're intoxicated, I would say for, for people who do get intoxicated, you know what I mean? When you go to the bar, you probably have more of those conversations than you usually would if you were sober um, because you're in like a social environment. I, I'm just trying to think of, you know, when I was listening to y'all going back and forth, they're like in society right now, like where are those opportunities? You know, where are those moments where that would happen if you weren't in a social set, I mean, I guess maybe at a park and you're walking a dog and another person walking a dog or you're sitting on the bench and you can like, Hey, that's a nice dog. And then you have a conversation, start talking to them or like, like where, where do you have 30 minutes except for like, the, like I, I had a scenario where the lady was in the street and I was, that sounded more like she was con- confronting him than having a conversation with him. She wasn't listening to him or anything. Just you're probably getting some anger off. You know what I mean? So it's like she was mad at Andy that I had a Daryl Dixon uh, T-shirt on. And I'm like, yeah, that he's he represents, you know, somebody who is selfless and, you know, uh, cares about his community more than he cares about himself. And, you know, all that stuff. She told me that, you know, I'm a piece of shit for wearing a white dude on my shirt. You know what I mean? And that on a really long, deep conversation. And then she yeah. made fun of my uh, the bracelets that I wear. And she said, oh, you one of them soft dudes. You know what I mean? Like, it. she was, she was going in. She was, she was going jab after jab Damn. after jab. But it was, wow. a, it, was a serious, it was a serious conversation. And, you know, I got a lot out of it. But at the end of the conversation, I was like, I hope you enjoy this conversation because if I see you on the streets again, I'm going to walk right past you because you already told me that you ain't going to learn anything from me, and that's very offensive. Yeah, we know, you, we know you're a hard ass. It's all good. So one thing that I, I was finding interesting is, like, when I go to the grocery store or when I'm out in public and I got my mask on and I'm, like, needing to get gas or whatever, I'm just, like, passing by people because I need to go walk somewhere. I'm finding myself to be more 
friendly and open because we are in this kind of hard situation together. So like when I get my groceries, I'm always like, how are you? How's it going? Oh, I like your hair today. Whatever. Like, oh, it's cute. You got a cute mask on. Whatever. You know, just to keep things like light. You just flirting. No, you just flirting, dude, dude. I don't know Come how on, to man. flirt. I ain't trying to flirt with people I buy groceries from. Well, so one thing I felt like is like, um, so have people been responding to you? I feel like people are so much less social when they have masks on. Like, it it goes back and forth. I think. Man, I feel like people are so much more unfriendly when they have a mask on. I feel like people like just feel like they can just ignore you when they have a mask on. Like I'm like it's just been one of those things I've been noticing because like me and Atman were doing a lot of shopping for our parents and like some of the other people we love during COVID just so they could stay in the house. And like just, there'll be people that will look you in your face, you speak to them, and they just like keep on walking. I feel like it's like that. I don't know whether it's the fear of germs or whether it's just like I have a mask on and don't talk to me or like I'm in my own little world. Like you can't see people's faces. They, I, I don't know what it is, but it definitely seems like people are a lot more rude with the masks on. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, is like you're talking about other people. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about like how I'm approaching it and I'm, I'm approaching it is just I'm just I'm being like super like playful and be like, what's up? How's it going? You know, how's your day? I hope it's well. Have a good day. Yeah, I'm just talking about people responding, though. Like, because, I mean, I'll still speak to people. Like, I speak to people fine. But, like, people are, I feel like people are a lot more rude with the masks on. That, yeah. I think it does go back and forth, though. Like, you can find some super awesome people that understand what's happening. And then you get those very, like, salty people. Like, I had somebody look at me all fucking weird the other day. Because, you know, like, I'm outside walking with one of the people that's in my inner circle. And we're walking by this like older couple and I'm thinking to myself like, Oh, I'm going to respect them. I'm going to put my mask on. And the fucking lady looks at me. She just gives me this like nasty ass look like, Oh God, he put his fucking mask on. Cause he walked by me. I'm like, I did this for you. Like, fuck you. You know, like, come on. I'm trying to be respectful of me walking by somebody. And like, she gives me this like crazy salty look. And it was just, it was just kind of like this weird moment. It's like, damn, I, you totally got different perspective. Like you took that the wrong way or something, but something's in the air everyone is so sensitive because we have not aired out our sensitivities amongst community in a long time so we're all being triggered we're all being sensitive by everything and it's just it's like such an interesting moment in in like human development i know when this shit first kicked off man like i i was taking a lot of shit personal when people would would put their mask on or walk across the street just because you know i'm a black man and that happened to me before COVID. People will look for reasons to cross the street and not walk past me and stuff like that. So, you know, I really took it personal. I was like, damn, you fucking racist motherfucker. You know what I mean? But honestly, like, but then, you know, I started realizing that, you know, a lot of people are watching TV. They're getting paranoid and they are being mindful of, you know, spreading germs and, you know, all that stuff. And then I noticed that they were doing it with everybody, not just me or people that look like me. But at the beginning of this stuff, I really thought it was just people using it as another reason to not have to interact with a black man. You know what I mean? Like, so with things moving forward, you know, like I actually saw the fact that, damn, they're doing that to that white person too over there. You know what I mean? So it really, at the beginning, like I said, it was, I, I really took offense to people putting masks on when they walk past me because I'm just like, man, you are you, you really looking at the news, uh, seeing that, you know, black people are the highest population of people getting it and spreading it and, you know, all this other stuff. And you're just thinking that I'm a, a disease carrier, you know what I mean? And but really helped me out being out walking my dogs every day and seeing 
them do it to everybody. You know what I mean? Uh, but at the beginning, you know, I really did take offense to that shit because I thought it was another reason why people that didn't look like me would, or people even that looked like me that weren't used to people that, you know, had like long dreads and being in their environment, being around them. And it, yeah, it just, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way at first, man. Just because I thought it was another reason for them to just, like Ali was saying, be, you know, disingenuous and just say, fuck me, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm sure I'm sure there's like people out there that kind of are like using this to like forward momentum their prejudices or just being still suck, you know, just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean people are like all of a sudden cool. When we were talking about like what we were doing, some of our practices and they weren't necessarily like sit down on a cushion and meditate practices. They were more like something everybody can do and can access and. I've noticed the narrative of it's happiness. Like how do we develop happiness? And that's, that's where like our fuel is. That's where we feel good. And it's like, whatever makes you happy is going to make you healthy as well. You know, whether that's in the mind or the body. So it's like discovering your happiness. And sometimes it might be hard to figure out what makes you happy or you just don't have access to it. So I hope all our people out there like have the ability to to figure out what does make them happy and to promote that more in their lives. I think one thing people have to come to grips with is that like you're not going to find happiness on the outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can find things that can enhance your happiness or make you feel better, but I feel like if you look for hap- if your your only source of happiness is on the outside, is you're always going to get let down and you're always going to be fucking miserable because those things on the outside are never going to be what you want them to be. You're going to set these expectations to the way that you want people to be things to be to world to be and it's never going to happen and you're going to be fucking miserable all the time so i think like once you realize that true happiness comes from within and you can start your happiness there i think that the things around you can enhance that and i think that that's a good way to be like you realize that like okay like the world around me is going to change people are going to be good people are going to be bad but people are going to be people i mean the world is going to change and the world is just going to be the world like all these things are going to exist and happen around me but happiness can only come from inside of me. Like once you figure that out, I think that's the first step in really finding happiness. Like there's a lot of things in my life that, that make me happier, but I know that those things can't make me totally happy. I think that, that I'd have to find my true happiness within myself and then I can move outward from there. And there are things that can enhance it all around me, but I just have to keep in my mind and know that, my source of happiness can't be from anything outside of me. Like it has to be within me and then I can move out from there. Mic drop end scene. Dang. Basically that Ali hit it right on the head. You know, I think that's the big thing with people is people are looking for happiness outside all the time. And that's why in these trying times that um, it can, it can in be- these trying times, <laughs> in these moments of despair, all those fucking emails in these moments of despair and these trying times, you know what I mean? All this stuff can overwhelm people. And especially if you're in the house all day and you're looking outward and then you're watching man TV nowadays and social media, it just sucks, man. All that stuff sucks, man. I don't, I don't see how people, and that just makes people miserable. And they look at all these fake photos and all this miraculous stuff that people are say they're doing and all this stuff. And these, again, all these expectations and, and, values that are just it's just all so phony you know what i mean that 
all that stuff is it's like oh i want that i want that and that's all outside stuff oh i want to be prettier oh i want to be richer oh i want to buy this oh i want to eat this i want to travel here i want to do this it's like all these things but it doesn't matter any of that stuff you you can go anywhere you can buy anything you can eat anything you can try anything and it's not going to make you happy if inside you're miserable you know if you're not, if you're not happy with you're not going to be happy you know I think, again, that's a blessing of having a practice, I think. Mm -hmm. And also there's longevity. There's longevity in true happiness because you can do the short-term like video games or try and go on a walk with, or go on a hike or you want to travel whoa, whoa, there, whoa. you want to eat this. Video games, man. Hey, I'm yo, awesome. I just bought a PS4. I ain't bashing nothing. Well, for it, the PS5. I know. That's why I bought a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get something. When you do have a practice or when you are capable in the mind to understand that feelings come and go and you aren't your feelings and you have emotional maturity and you know how to like show up and do things and or are willing to do those and maybe not do them at the best, but you are willing to show up, that's where the longevity is. And that's kind of like what we're learning how to do nowadays is is to like be with ourselves on like such a more intimate level we've never had to do this, you know? So it's really interesting to see how we are responding and how we are reacting. And like, we had a fucking, the BLM protests and like George Floyd. And then we had like, we had a changing of the presidents. There's so much shit going down in this moment that is coming up for us as like a society. And it's so crazy. And we're all by ourselves at the same time. And there's the big conjunction coming December 21st here. Jupiter and Saturn. Planetary. Check it out. Oh, oh yeah. It's a big deal. And I think Wait, one of the things that, um, I guess this, what we're what our reality is right now, uh, reminds me of something Uncle Will used to say, is just like that the, the karma of America is coming home to roost. And we're seeing it play out right now in our existence. You know, a lot of, you know, bloodshed, a lot of hate systemic racism and you know a lot of other things that you know have been going on in the existence of you know when america became america uh is coming home to roost and you know this is the karma that is that we're experiencing right now and i guess it's just trying to get your soul clean and trying to lift people up and spread love and give support to where you can uh just because like it's needed in this time right now. It's like we're in Egypt, you know, like it really is. You're going to get to heaven, not off of the gold that you have, like that it got replaced with. Uh, I guess as the Pharisees came in and, you know, changed that you couldn't, that you could get into heaven with gold instead of uh, your heart. And, you know, now it's really time to get back to doing those things that get your heart right. And, you know, those uh, karmetic acts that uh, can uplift humanity, uplift yourself, and, you know, really qualify you to elevate the karma of America. And I, I guess that's where we all come into play is that, like, we all have to do that uh, right now because, like, we have some fucked up karma right now, like Sodom and Gomorrah type shit, where, you know, we really need to step our game up. True. Like I was saying, like, there are some good opportunities for people to make changes in their lives and changes in the world right now. But I mean, just looking at how things have gone in the past in this country, like it's it's 
it seems like it could be another opportunity for it to just be all talk. You know what I mean? I feel like we did all the Black Lives Matter protests and all that stuff happened. And the only thing that happened was some, I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but it seemed like the only thing that happened was like they painted some signs on the streets. You know what I mean? There was a couple some Black Lives Matters murals painted on the streets. There were a couple street names changed, but I haven't seen any changes made to like the ways that police treat black people. I haven't seen any changes made to like systemic racism. Like all that shit looks exactly the same to me. So like, I hope that people are like, instead of just reflecting and putting up a black lives matter sign on your house or like putting the hashtag on Instagram, like what the fuck are you really doing to really change the world? Like people can make change. People had, we had all these great protests, but the people that murdered Breonna Taylor, they're still walking the streets. You know what I mean? Like the people that killed like George Floyd's people, like the, the people that murdered him, like they haven't been like prosecuted yet. I mean, like there's all this stuff out there that's still just lingering and there's, it could change, but, just judging by the way that things have gone in this country since its inception, I don't have faith in that shit happening. You know what I mean? Like I have faith in it staying the same that it's way, the same way that it's always been people using it for an opportunity to throw things up on social media and get a few likes and throw a few hashtags out there. But I haven't seen shit change yet. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. Yeah. Like policy change, you know, when people are doing that, like, Oh yeah, there are some bad apples and it's like, well, fucking get them out of here. If you know there are, then do something about it. Like, why do we keep talking about there are these, this, like, there was these, you know? Let's, like, make them past tense. I don't, I don't understand that either. But, damn, I mean, this could, that could be a whole nother podcast. I'd love to get into that. You know what I mean? Like, that's, even, even, so even for violent calls, like, you're still supposed to arrest the person and take them to jail. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to murder them like a dog in the street. Like, that's, that's something that should be happening. Like, and then, then, like, if you're white and you're doing something violent and you have a gun, like I'm sure we've all seen these videos. It's like, Hey, please put down your gun. Hey, please put down your gun. I'm not going to hey, ask you again. Gun. I'm not exactly like, so that shit goes on. They get taken in peacefully. And then if you're black and you just look, you just look threatening. Boom. Like you just, they, don't only, bullet. they not only get taken in peacefully, they get like meals on their way to jail. Yeah. Right. You can machine gun up a church and they take you to get hamburgers. If you're one color, but like if you look, if you look, if you're another color, you can just look threatening and you're at the end of your life. So hopefully, again, hopefully some of this makes some change happen, but I'm not very, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to hold my breath and wait for it. True. Well, I I mean, I'm on your team and I hope it changes too. And all we could do is just kind of see and do what we do, you know? But yeah, I feel that. So... Yeah, I think that was a pretty good conversation. I feel there was some really good things that we came up with. And, you know, sometimes, like, the answer isn't always meditation. Sometimes the answer is, like, music, finding what makes you joyful, you know. And I really appreciated hearing that from everyone. And I'm looking forward to this. This this has been super stoked. This is our first podcast that was just straight everyone on virtual you know it's kind of like the first time we didn't get to hang out but we're hanging out and we're just here you know i really appreciated our connection over the pandemic because we've had a couple live streams of just hanging out and having some happy hours together and that's that's really helped me through this moment and you know i just want to send all of our look again love to our listeners and to our friends and family and our community and like we just love you all dearly and we just hope you're taking care of yourself and just making good decisions and just being the best you can be in this moment yeah and uh 
hopefully, you know, the listeners out there picked up some uh, tools that can help them through this chaotic time. And, you know, because like uh, Dave said, we do love y'all. Uh, we do want y'all to be safe and thrive during this uh, time where we have to be secluded. But, you know, keep that connection in whatever way you can, whether it's with yourself, with other folks, virtually, with your bubble. But, you know, like Dave said, just stay safe, y'all. Love y'all. Holla, squalo. Yeah, thank y'all for listening to another episode. Um, Stay safe. Love yourself through all this. Take the time to love the people around you. And just just try to have as much uh, fun as you can through all this. I mean, life is about enjoying the experience. You get one incarnation is this body you're in right now so definitely try to make the most of it yeah it was great to have all y'all listen to the conversation it's good to chat again see uh dave's beautiful face and you know just a reminder y'all you know there can be times where you're struggling or you're going through things and the world can look like the path is only uphill but you can always look again and see that love is everywhere true that with that said, you know, thanks all for listening. Peace out. Blicka blow, blicka blow, blow. Thank you for listening to Look Again Podcasts. Please feel free to share this content with your friends and community. Also, please consider donating to our Patreon page. You can find us at patreon.com and search for Look Again Podcasts. Anything helps and we really appreciate your visit. Thank you so much. 